Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Well, hello and greetings. The last time we were together a week ago, we looked at the opening verse of Genesis chapter 3. And we concluded our discussion with a warning to not settle down to conversations with Satan. We reminded you that the Word of God is replete with warnings against involvement with Satan. In his attempt to bring down Eve in the Garden of Eden, Satan engaged her in a conversation that seemed innocent on the surface. But it was dreadful, dreadful, a dreadful encounter and it led to a deadly outcome. I suggested an outline that identifies the actors in the scenes that followed the deception of Eve. It went something like this. Satan, the deceiver, in verses 1, 4, and 5, Eve, the deceived, verses 2 and 3, Adam, the deluded, in verse 6, and God, the detector and deliverer, in verses 9 through 22. While I don't intend to go through this, ad, have this, this outline rather step by step, I want you to bear it in mind and identify the characters that I've uh, suggested to you. Today we look at Eve and the deception by which she was tempted and how she succumbed to tempter's allure. Permit me to remind you that when we open the door to temptation, it walks in. It means temptation. And it captures our minds, our souls, and yes, sometimes it leaves its marks in our bodies. If you follow the scene of the encounter between Eve and Satan, you'll see that Satan began with a reasonable-sounding question. He was playing with Eve's mind. He engaged her intellect. That can be very flattering to you or to me as well. But it is like a fish hook dressed with a tasty-looking lure. It is for your very being that Satan is fishing. It is for your peace of mind that Satan is fishing. It is for your relationship with God and, in some instances, your eternal destiny. So now, you think, and I ask you to think of me, how can I outsmart the devil? May I suggest don't even waste your time. Don't deceive yourself into thinking that you can outsmart the devil. Neither you nor I can do that. He has been on the job for a long time. Don't try to match wits with Satan. Let God work in you and through you at times like those. You see, Jesus stood exactly where we stood. He is, I say reverently, that Jesus stood exactly where you and I stood stand in a struggle against Satan. Let me say it as clearly as I can. You do not need a book 
from me on the top 10 secrets of overcoming Satan. You do not need my step-by-step -step program on victory over the devil. You see, Jesus wrote that book long, long ago. It is yours, free and postage paid. In fact, I read it to you, or part of it anyway, right now. All that I ask is that you engage your mind and prayerfully prepare to embrace this extraordinary documentary straight from the lips of Jesus. Now are you ready? I'm reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. And beginning at verse 1, we read these words. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written. Let me say it again. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, the devil said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. There are many religious professing Christians, I suggest to you, attempting to put the Lord God to the test. I can think of times when in my own life's experience, I allowed the old nature to put me in that situation. Uh, my friend, think about it. You've probably been there or maybe there right now. Let's resume our reading from Matthew chapter 4. Verse 8 says again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the splendor thereof. Let me pause one more time. Let me pause to read, to just reason with you, and to acknowledge that the world is full of splendor. You see, the pleasures of sin are real. Don't fool yourself. God made it all beautiful, and we ought to enjoy it as God intended for our for parents and for us to enjoy the mountains, the valleys, the sky and the deep, deep sea, the rivers and the grassy plains, all of these were intended for our enjoyment, for our pleasure, for our delight under God. But you see, there is a but. Yes, there's a but. Even all these wonderful gifts can be compromised, desecrated and made into Satan's playground. If we allow ourselves to be responsive to Satan's allurement. You see, there is an if. I don't think I need to break it down blow by blow for you. But let's just take one of God's great gifts to us. The gift of sexual pleasure and delight between a married woman and a married man. Perhaps in today's atmosphere, I need to repeat that. The Bible clearly delineates that that pleasure belongs to a man and wife, a man and a woman. That is sex, as God intended it. But Satan lures us into sex outside the marriage, sex in some other man's wife's bed. 
I'm being very plain and straight because Satan wants to sugarcoat it. That's what the Bible calls sex outside of his will. You can add to that one all the others, all the other desecrations, all the other pleasures that we participate in outside of the perimeters of the rule and word of God and the word of God. I don't think I need to provide you with additional examples of all the moments when we know we were in Satan's territory. We knew that, and maybe you do that right now. We thought we were man enough and woman enough to stay at the scene of temptation just a little bit longer, just to engage in the conversation a little bit longer, just to look at the screen just a little bit longer, visit that place that or that person just one more time. Rationalize, rationalize, rationalize in the face of definite wrong. I did not work. It didn't work then. It didn't work for them. It didn't work for you. It didn't work for me. It will not work today. And it will not work tomorrow with shame. Real shame. I admit that I know some of this from personal experience. But a plain word of God, the pain of learning from experience is truly not worth it. I found the consequences to be very painful, counterproductive, as the Bible teaches us it would be and it is. Defeat is not your goal. Defeat is not my goal. Nor should you consider it as an option. But the truth is that if you do not stop and let God answer your inner doorbell when Satan rings it, you will pay the price. The painful price of defeat, someone, young or old, or in between, is listening to me right now, and you're asking, how can I be victorious over Satan's overtures? For that answer, and just before we resume our encounter of Jesus with the devil, let's hear from Jesus under different circumstances. He's speaking in John's Gospel, chapter 15, and this is just before he goes to Calvary to die for us. It is the words you might say of a dying man. It means something. Jesus said in John 15, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples indeed. Jesus said that. You see, Jesus equates spiritual victory with being fruitful from God's perspective. He says spiritual victory is good fruit. On the contrary, he says, spiritual defeat is bad fruit, even now. Even now you can look up the Lord and make a decision to become a good fruit bearer, the kind that Jesus spoke about. Let's resume our reading of the account of the temptation of Jesus by the devil in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. Verse 9 says, All this I will give you, 
if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, that is Satan, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended to him. I think you are ready now to admit that it is not a good idea for either you or me to try to outsmart the devil. My dear listener, you and I know the times in our lives when it was clear that we engaged the devil as we were facing temptation. You and I took God's warning not very seriously. May I urge you to follow the example of our blessed Savior. As man, he knew the attraction of Satan's law, and he engaged the only safe escape mechanism. Jesus said, it is written. My friend, after 75 years of being a follower of Jesus Christ, I have found no other way. What I have found is that the purpose fully times in which I failed to lean hard on it is written, I experienced spiritual defeat. I failed. I became a castaway. I believe God is speaking to somebody today, and you are going to pray to God to deliver you from Satan's lures. God grant you the willingness to open up your word and say, like the psalmist did, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. God grant you a willingness to do that for Jesus' sake. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.